Welcome back, everybody, to the Show Dependent Podcast. The voice that you hear in your ears right now is the voice of Kayla. And with me, as always, my lovely, adorable co-host, who is also a nerd and a lovely (laughs) person, Uh is Eddie. Let all forgiveness be forgot. It's not the end of the year. Let old but forgiveness. We come. I don't know the words, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna sing the song. Hello, everyone. Nobody knows it's, the words to Old Lang Song. No one no. knows the words. Absolutely not. First of all, that title is absolutely insane. Obviously, yeah. it's not in uh, American English or whatever. No. But my God. Yep. But forget about that. I hope everyone out there is doing very well here in this uh, Christmas season. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Thanksgiving don't have a season. That's the no. reason why I uh, I'm against it. It's not mm-hmm. I'm against Thanksgiving as a holiday, even though parts of it I don't like. It's just that there <laughs> ain't no season. It's just fall, so may as well just make it Christmas. And it is, and I'm happy to see more and more people adopting that Christmas season starts on November first. Mm-hmm. So today, Kayla, what do we have for all the lovely people out there? Because it's a little bit of a different one. Yeah, it's going to be our first attempt at kind of like a recap episode. This time around, we're going to be talking about all of the things that really affected us in the year 2022. We know that there's still a few short <laughs> weeks left. Looking down at my watch and seeing, huh, there's like, about two Jesus months Christ, left in the it's year. November. <laughs> but we're going to be a little busy in the beginning of December. So we'll get to that. Yeah, we wanted to do our year cap. I like it. Year what? cap. Your cap. We wanted to do that a little bit early this year. Yeah, you know, we're always, I mean, not myself, you are always early. I'm always tardy to the party, but yep. show dependent, taking in that Kayla energy will be mm-hmm. very early to the uh, year recaps, the year caps. Yep. Everyone else will be doing it around January. We're doing it before the year's even over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because of that, you know, we're not going to do a meet cute. We're not going to do getting to know each other because, uh, you know, everyone did the same thing. We all met the year 2022 on January 1st. And uh, getting to know it is just going to be talking about the things that happened. There you go. Anything else to add before we get going? How are we feeling? How do you feel about doing this right now? Are you excited? Are you jazzed? Are you jazzed from the 90s? I'm feeling good. This is a V-Rare early morning recording. I know. We never record this early. Luckily, my brain is already ready to go. I just want that noted because maybe we'll be a little bit more awake. I mean, my uh, my blood, as I mentioned earlier, is vibrating. I oh, have too time. much coffee, so we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> well, let's hop on into it. It's what we did. It's what we saw. It's what we know. It's how we feel. It's the year 2022. Year cap. Start off with the bang. Uh, kind bang. of important. Yeah. Super annoying, pretty dumb, but mm-hmm. it was bound to happen eventually. The uh, show dependent podcast got COVID. Woo! <laughs> it was just, you may as well slap me in the fucking face. Oh my God. We hopped on that bandwagon, bandwagon. <laughs> oh, <my>. oh God. <laughs> I didn't know it was a wagon that I was even going to hop on. Oh, I never wanted did. to. Yeah. No. It was pretty ass. And yep. luckily, 
the show dependent podcast is double vaxxed up what we're like quad vaxxed well i was gonna say how many boosts double boost triple boost yeah we're double boosted at this point yeah we're double boosted at the time we were only one boosted single boost you want to survive don't you go get vax go get vax girl I don't know about you. I'll just say real quick for me. It was truly not even metaphorically. It literally felt like a slap to the face because Mm -hmm. I was sore. I was sick, but not too bad. Once again, hashtag Vax. Yeah. But I imagine after two years of avoiding it, Mm -hmm. I was just so pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the worst part. And everybody, you know. We probably sound like broken fucking records because everybody has a story like this at this point. Mm-hmm. But it ju- it was just so disappointing. Yeah. It was like, God damn it. We had been trying our hardest. Obviously, right. we didn't try hard enough. I mean, uh, yeah, mistakes we did, were made. We did a but... couple things that I think were, I feel like it was worth it, you know? Because yeah. we still had to live, you know, we still wanted to see people, enjoy yeah. the uh, companionship of other human beings. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we were just 100% the people who, for the first two years, didn't do anything. Always just yep. stayed at home, masked up everywhere we went, no matter what. We even went pretty late into, you know, 2022, still wearing masks. Yeah. Once we got COVID, it was like, well, this is cool. This is awesome. So happy yeah. that we got it after being diligent. But that's what happens. Like I said, it was bound to happen at some point. And I definitely, mm-hmm. in my mind, was like, it's going to happen. Yeah. But still, could not could not fathom that it actually did happen yeah and honestly like you said Eddie, it was like the worst part wasn't like don't don't get us wrong it was not a comfortable experience oh no you know we we got very lucky i mean there are still people that suffer daily after getting it two years ago Mm -hmm. if not close to three now so i mean I don't want to come off as like ungrateful or anything, but the most frustrating thing about it was that we were quarantining in different uh, households. Yeah. So we went, annoying. we went like a whole week without being able to be with each other. Cause we mm-hmm. wanted to test negative before yeah. we got back together so we could protect our respective families. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was <laughs> just like really frustrating. And Eddie was just pissed the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I took a lot of naps, honestly. So I was okay, but Eddie can't nap. Yeah, your boy so... <laughs> Eddie is anti-nap. I'm joining the anti-nap party for the uh, next election cycle. Uh-huh. After feeling bad for, I want to say, 12 hours. Because I did feel it. But mm-hmm. after I tested, after I relaxed for a little bit, by the end of that first day, I was like, well, I'm positive for COVID. I feel pretty good. Guess I just get to do nothing for a week. And it's totally the case that a lot of people got during the COVID times, during the pandemic and having to, you know, quarantine or whatever, where you would think that having all that time to do nothing would be nice. But Mm -hmm. I guess I was just so used to, I was so not used to doing that. Yeah. Because we were going out and seeing people that having to just be in my room by myself was just mind numbing. And I mean, I got my games, I could stream, I could have done all that, but I just had like no motivation to do it Mm because I was just like, oh, I just want to go outside. <laughs> yeah, the universe just spat in my face. Yeah. When you can do it, you don't really care. But as soon as someone tells you you can't, you're like, that's the one thing I want to do. <laughs> I just want to go outside and not yeah. worry. And obviously, as you said, a lot of it was I just didn't want to get my parents sick. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm going to be in my room. I ain't doing anything. I ain't taking any risks. 
Yeah. And, you know, luckily they were fine. So uh, it was just yeah, funny. I was a lot less miserable than you. I felt like a ugh. prisoner because yeah. my mother would legitimately like make me a meal and, and then put it like, at your door. Me, <laughs> and then I'd run down real quick with like double mass of it. Oh, thank you. And just <laughs> run back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I was a lot luckier in my situation because both fortunately and well, unfortunately yeah. well yeah i mean lucky it was because my I parents didn't... got covid yeah they did <laughs> so it wasn't that bad because i ha- i was able to like hang out with them and yeah. socialize and i didn't have to isolate because we all had it so it I was mean, just yeah, like yeah, nice, misery know. loves company well i think that's enough about covid i think you've so heard, you've heard so much of it over the past two and a half three years and we're all tired of it but it was definitely notable because mm-hmm. it finally got us got us good I do not pay attention to the world as a whole. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. But you know what I am going to pay attention to, Eddie? Mm. The fucking World Cup. Oh, here we go. Ole, 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 ole. Ole. Hell yeah. It's not even here yet, but I'm so excited. That song is and forever will be the best World Cup song mm-hmm. that has ever existed and ever will exist. Mm-hmm. Right now, in the back of my head, it's just, do you really want it? Here yes. we go. Ole, ole, ole. Ole, ole. We have a winter World Cup coming up. This is going to be freaking Merry sick. Christmas. Also, why did they make Santa sexy in those commercials? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what do you mean? What? Excuse me. Have you not seen the commercials for the World Cup? No. It's like a sexy, suave, foxy oh, Santa. Damn. Well, I mean, he's Chris like, Kringle. This is the best gift I could give the world this year. Oh, and it's and fucking just soccer. Trow. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's a candy cane. Santa's got the curve and everything. Slay. Slay. Send a slay. (laughs) Oh, Oh my my God. Yeah, Winter World Cup's going to be dope. It'll give me something to root for in this life, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're going to be busy, but it's going to be so enjoyable. I miss soccer. I miss giving a fuck about any sport at all. Our local team disbanded, stopped Mm -hmm. going, so that was a big bummer. And I definitely do miss soccer. I miss it a lot. Show dependent here is definitely not a sport at all, you know? You can put that in writing. Show dependent (laughs) is not sport dependent. Not at all in any shape or form. I'm actually in many ways anti-sport just because I'm ridiculous. And when I dislike something, I go a little too hard with it sometimes. That's that's why I love you. you (laughs) (laughs) But one sport I will always support is soccer slash football. Football. And the World Cup always gets me excited. I'm always in. I want to watch as many games as possible. All of them if I can. Mm-hmm. It's just such an experience. Yep. What what an amazing idea. Whoever came up with the World uh, Cup. Deserves a nice fat kiss on the mouth. Pretty sick. And it's just wild. It shouldn't be in Qatar because that's why they're doing it in the winter because it's just too fucking hot there. Yeah. But it'll be something special. Yeah, I think it will. I I am always down for the experience of seeing people come together for a common love. It's a unifying thing. Exactly. The beautiful it's either, game. A, it's either through a mutual enemy or a mutual love. And the mutual love mm-hmm. is a lot nicer. <laughs> Let's rejoice um, in the beautiful game. You remember absolutely. that World Cup song? I do not. I believe when it or not, I do not older, have a playlist. I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. Oh, damn. I do know that you remember? song. Remember? Oh, beautiful. I remember listening to that song and crying. <laughs> yeah, it's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous message. Anyway, 
Shall Let's we get move into, on? Yeah, we need to get into some more messages that we loved throughout this year, specifically in movie form. Yeah, if you've ever listened to Show Dependent for more than one episode or taken a look at our uh, titles, titles <laughs> and the things that we've done, it was definitely not our intention to be mostly a movie podcast. But we watched and so many movies. Yeah, and we're going to try in the next year, 2023, to branch out and do a little bit more uh, mm. non-movie stuff. But it cannot be said that we... Do not watch a ton of movies because a lot of the things that we loved this year were in the movie theater Mm -hmm. and we're just going to go through a bunch of the movies that we saw this year chronologically as best as we could. Yeah. And sort of take you through our journey in the cinema. In the cinema. Also, really quick caveat. This is probably the last thing I'll say about COVID. I'll do my best to keep that promise. (laughs) But... I think the reason that this was such an impactful year Ooh, is yeah. it really was our return to theaters because uh-huh. we had not gone in a very, very long time. Like Eddie said at the start, we did a really, we tried our best to kind of stay out of the world as best as we could, but uh-huh. we hit our breaking point and movies really are a passion for us. So oh, this yeah. is this is like just the highlights of what we loved and what we saw. Mm-hmm. Started off with a bit of a whimper, which is a bummer. I saw a thing on TikTok. The question was, what was the time where you were super excited for a movie and then it let you down? And mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a situation like that. Yep. It was the new Scream movie, Scream mm-hmm. 5, I believe. Was I don't pure, know. was pure ass. Oh, it's so, so disappointing. And I'll give you a little caveat here. Peek behind the curtain. Your boy was a little lit. A little is an understatement. <laughs> Your boy was getting after it that oh night. Oh my god. I was excited for the movie and quickly, even in my state of mind where things are more fun and enjoyable, uh, I immediately was like, wow, this is not good or fun. Yep. And I don't really care about this anymore. I was gonna say I was sandwiched between you and our uh our lovely shore whore for mm-hmm. that movie. Friend and I was so mad, like the entire movie. <laughs> One Number one, it was a horrible film. Mm-hmm. Number two, you were both insanely loud. Obnoxious. And driving me insane. Well, <laughs> like <yes>. just <laughs> I retroactively apologize, but I know. I, I accept your apology. It was it ended up it's a funny story in hindsight. It's memorable. Yeah, it is. More memorable than the film is because let me give you this. I Weeks later, when it came out on Paramount Plus or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the hell, I think that's what it was. I sat my ass down alone and said, okay, I maybe I didn't give it its full full attention that it deserved. Maybe there's something good here. Maybe I will enjoy it more if I'm full focus. Even though Kayla and our buds didn't like it at all. Maybe there's something here. Sat mm-hmm. down and watched it by myself. And at the end, I was like, Woof, I'm happy that I just got lit instead because I didn't miss anything. Nope. Not a good movie. Highly forgettable. Really hope the next one is better, but there's some weird stuff going on with the casting and where they're going with that. I don't know. I think the Scream train just came to a screaming halt. No, Scream is so good. I know, and I will always love the first film, regardless. Honestly, I I love like the first four. Even Scream 3, which is pretty bad, isn't ass like this one. Mm-hmm. But like Scream 4 was good. It was like bringing it back and doing it right with the younger kids like Emma Roberts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. And it's just what a bummer. It's hopefully gone, they man. hopefully they correct it. 
And I mean, we're we're sort of getting into because a lot of this stuff you could maybe expect episodes on in the future. Yeah. Probably do a Scream episode, uh, but God, Scream 5, I really hope that Scream 6 uh, corrects mm-hmm. the, the Of mistake. course, correction is necessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. The next movie. <laughs> oh, so good. It was the, the hardest I'd laughed in probably two years. The exact, yeah. It felt good. It was almost cathartic. It was cathartic. In, just to go in and watch something super stupid. I felt so dumb the entire time. And it was great to just it, turn my brain off and be a fucking child mm-hmm. for like two hours. And for me, it felt like a flashback. There's so much nostalgia on our 2022 recap. Mm-hmm. Especially towards the tail end where we've got some pretty big things that happened like today. But it was Kayla's first ever experience with the mm-hmm. Jackass franchise. Yeah, I was not allowed to watch those movies. I couldn't even say the title. No, neither could I growing up. What did you call it? Jack butt? <laughs> I don't think I ever talked about this with my parents. but Valid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't either. Uh-huh. Just the opening scene alone was so ludicrous. I was like, oh, what man. am I getting into? And then I vigorously drank my drink. And then mm-hmm. I was solidly buzzed for the rest <laughs> of the movie. Feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. And I laughed so hard. Jackass Forever was so good. As I said, as a kid from the 90s growing up, MTV generation, at the tail end at least. Yeah. Jackass was so much fun. It's just, it's 100% a male, masculine, mm-hmm. like just watching dudes do dumb things. Yep. But women enjoy it too. And Kayla, so I'm very happy that you were willing to go see it and that you oh, enjoyed yeah. it. Because I was definitely a little bit like, eh. You're like, I oh, this she, might not hit her right. I'm pretty sure yeah. she'll like it because, you know. I, I like physical you, humor. But yeah. also, I was like, it could. If it's a little much in some parts, it might. And there was a lot of dick. But I was, saw more funny. dick <laughs> in that movie than I think I've seen cumulatively in uh-huh. my, like, porn watching tendencies yeah. like that was a lot jackass forever was penis on display <laughs> heavy on the dick you know sure. and i i'm all for it you guys <laughs> need I'm to put themselves it. out there more <laughs> great experience go watch jackass forever and watch the other ones Rest make in sure peace you have Ryan a drink in hand makes it better <laughs> the next movie we saw i personally think is one of the better recreations that i've seen Recreations, I like it. And it's also a very rare instance where I think that this version is better than the original. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's a greater conversation to be had. And many horror purists are going to look at us. They're going to look down at their phone as they listen to this. These these two are the dumbest motherfuckers and probably, you know, just discredit anything else we say. But Mm -hmm. to that, I say some things just don't age well and they could be really good and influential in their time. And I'm not going to say that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not influential Mm -hmm. because it obviously was. But seeing it for the first time, in 2021 yes the original just is not something that i think holds up well at all Mm -hmm. like the acting is pretty bad the horror in it some scenes are good iconic but for the most part it's just mostly goofy yeah it doesn't really read well to modern audiences right 
it's just i think people need to take the rose tinted glasses off when they watch that and realize what it is we can Mm -hmm. we gotta judge it by 2022 standards and i think that's what this remake did it brought leatherface kind of into the modern era and made him formidable instead of just like a lunatic on a farm right and i think it did a great job at not taking itself too serious Mm -hmm. yeah it walked that line well and the original wow chainsaw the original chainsaw (laughs) massacre didn't take itself that serious either yeah but leatherface became like a fucking video game character in this he was like a fight it's like if leatherface and he is in mortal kombat I could easily see... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's in... What? He's a guest character in one of the Mortal Kombat, so I want to say either oh 10 or 11. God. That's and funny. I swear the movie saw what NetherRealm did with him in the game and had mm-hmm. him do some fighting game moves in this movie because he was, like, throwing that chainsaw and, like, spinning it on the ground. It's sick. <laughs> it's just... It it's was just so... a fun time. Yeah, and that's what I want. It was so much fun. If you're a horror movie about a fucking... Big dude wearing other dude's skin, throwing chainsaws around. You better not take yourself too serious. No. And this movie didn't at all. It was fun from beginning to end. Like I said, myself, show dependent, we are not huge fans of Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw to begin with. No. So that could be it. Again, I'm sure there's people out there pounding their head against the wall being like, wow, how dare they? But... Some people just don't like the same things you do. And I definitely, I never want to see the original Texas Chainsaw again. No. I definitely want to watch this one again. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If you disagree, that's fine. You can have different opinions. Also, (laughs) go start your own damn podcast. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hi, welcome (laughs) to the Anti-Dependent Podcast. We heard (laughs) what Eddie and Kayla said about Texas Chainsaw. And now we're just going to go against everything they say on every episode. Our names are... Keddy and Ayla. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, we're going to flip a fucking 180 right here. Oh. Well, not a 180. It goes from, it goes from, I guess, Scream would be the antithesis of this experience. My childhood crush became Eddie's childhood crush. That's right. And we were both crushing mm-hmm. real hard in this movie for nearly every character, I think, it- <laughs> has ad- adorable qualities. This legitimately oh. reminded me why I love Batman, why I mm-hmm. love cinema. This was cinema. We had fucking cinematography. We had I had not seen a movie that energized me this way in a long time, in like oh, two yeah. years, you know? Yep. The Batman. Yep. Came oh. out in March. Robert Battinson. Mm, in Robert. there. Just I saw this man on screen and I was like, wow. Batman, I'm looking at Batman right here. Mm-hmm. Life-changing heat off this Loved movie. it, loved it. I listened to the soundtrack, no no joke, for like a month straight. Oh, yeah. I as remember... soon as that went live on like Spotify, I was like, this is now the soundtrack of my life and I'm going to be a brooding mess mm-hmm. and everybody's going to have to deal mm-hmm. with it because I am obsessed. <laughs> 100% for a month, month and a half after watching it. Just in my mind was the soundtrack just And I was just like, dude, I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> I am Batman. Let sick. me put on my eyeliner. I want to go flying. Yep. Uh, just a testament to understanding the character. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a Batman guy. Oh, always have been. 
an episode is going to happen on this version of Batman, on so many other Batman things. I could talk about Batman all day, every day. Yep. That's my guy. And like I said, seeing Robert Pattinson on the screen, I feel like everything he did served a purpose. Mm -hmm. Flowers for him. He is definitely getting recognition now. Yes. that he deserves and has deserved yeah. for a long time. We need to go watch a few of his other independent things that have oh, I've known. amazing I've things a, about. I've been a bat, a Battinson. There you go. <laughs> I've been a Robert Stan for, mm-hmm. God, almost 15 years now. But I just want to say, I feel like his eyes, his acting in his eyes in the film, uh, when I watched it the first time, I was like, this man is acting so well oh, yeah. in a cowl. While yep. wearing bat ears, and you could just With, see the passion in his eyes. I was yeah. like, this is insane. When he looked at Catwoman mm-hmm. after putting those contacts oh, yeah, in, yeah. I became a puddle. I right. was like, oh my God. And the tension. Robert, stop looking at her like that. <laughs> Get a room. These oh, two in the, the room together, it was like, God, I need to see them make love. I know, and they and they didn't, and, and I was so disappointed. They they edged us, man. I was mm-hmm. I was sad, but hey, it was great. Oh my god, it was so good. It we watched it two times in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have seen it more. Now, since it's come out on HBO Max, I've fallen asleep watching it countless times. Yeah, it is so good. It's a new Halloween movie too, because it's based on the Long Halloween a little bit. So Which I counts, read. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's so good. It counts as a Halloween movie. I again, I could go on and on. The last thing I want to say here before we do the episode for the Batman later, never gonna forget when Kayla and I saw it opening night, just a theater full of people when Selena Kyle. Catwoman, <laughs> when she walked in, which was played by uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yes. When she first appeared on screen, there was an audible gasp from the yep. audience. There were people just like, <gasps> and I, I did it I too. Went, I was like, I my went, God. I went, <gasps> I went, yeah. oh, I think some people were sucking their teeth too. Yeah. It was oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. It was a bisexual dream. It was amazing. It's always nice when a group of people can come together and just <laughs> agree on one thing. And that was definitely a moment. Uh-huh. Amen. Something that was not a moment for mm-hmm. us. We were going to spend very little time talking about it. Because honestly, it's another failed failed horror movie in my eyes. Yeah. It just did, didn't do what I wanted it to do. And uh, not only that, just I did not enjoy watching sure. it. Was uh, the movie X. Yeah, I really don't remember it at all, to be honest. It was forgettable. Wait, is that the one where they started off with like a porn crew? Yeah, and then it just became oh, like and... a stupid old lady killing people. That was, and granted, we're talking about a horror movie. We just talked about a fucking uh, crime fighting vigilante guy dressed as a bat and a man throwing mm-hmm. chainsaws. But X was just, it was that step past where I couldn't suspend my disbelief anymore. Yeah. Where I was just watching like a decrepit, what looked to be like 80-year-old woman murdering all of these young, strong 20-somethings. And I was just like, yeah, this, I, not only can I not get behind this, but it was just fucking dumb. Yeah. I'm just kind of burnt out on the extreme ageism tropes. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing children. Uh-huh. And I'm tired of seeing naked old people. Oh, so many horror. naked old people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm done. 
Yeah, honestly, really don't remember most of it. Kid Cudi was in it, which was funny. We saw him naked a lot. Yeah, with his fake penis. Yep. His dick may as well have been one of Dr. Octopus's arms, because that thing was slanging. Yeah, slanging. That was the only real takeaway. Other than that, I mean, Mia Goth is a good actor. I'll give her that. And Mm -hmm. she, Pearl seems more interesting than X. It sure is more of a meme. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, probably never going to see X again. I'm good with that. Yeah. A movie that we need to watch again. Oh, my God. Let me say this before you go on. Go ahead. When I saw the Batman, I was like, wow. Yeah. Not seen a movie this good that has made me feel this way in such a long time. Mm-hmm. When am I ever going to feel this way again? And then Apparently, we saw like two weeks later. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I was like, ain't no way that I saw like two life changing films in the span of like a month. Like, yeah, how did this happen? It truly was the gift of the pandemic pushing everything to yeah. one year. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we just got banger after banger after banger. Because oh, yeah. these movies would have been spaced out. Yeah. But man, everything everywhere all at once wow. had me feeling all the emotions. Every single emotion you can feel, you feel in that movie. And primarily had me fucking crying. Truly. Yeah. Truly one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Easily top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, It was so poetic and if you haven't seen it yet i highly recommend it there's no describing it just go in and watch it yeah and a lot of people are saying these things about movies nowadays which is kind of what we already subscribe to we don't watch trailers as much as we can't and this is a movie where i think you go in blind and you're just Mm -hmm. along for the ride and you're gonna feel everything that a human can and should feel and it's gonna feel good and really bad in some points if you've got some trauma especially in relationship to your parents <laughs> or family uh-huh. but like jackass forever yep. which you, you weren't expecting this I, I i please figure how this is going to tie in it's cathartic oh yeah it's absolutely good. yeah it makes you want to break it makes you want to fix broken things mm-hmm. it's a very yeah. motivating film there were many stories on tiktok because without giving too much away this is definitely about like a parent um daughter bond you know Mm -hmm. mother daughter bond i will say i don't know why i was trying to be so vague with it but it had a lot of people watching it with their parents and wanting to fix things after and wanting to make things better which if a film can do that beautiful yeah also just like from an aesthetic standpoint so unique and enjoyable it's just eye candy mm-hmm. from start to finish very yeah. eclectic and fun right and that's what i'm starting to see and sort of joining the bandwagon joining the general consensus these days because a lot of people are getting burnt out on the marvel formula and all that but a lot of our highlights for this year are you know, Batman is definitely an established thing, and I'm not going to say that's just because I love Batman, even though I think it did a lot of things different, and it's definitely not Marvel. You know, it's fully DC and good shit and all that. But mm-hmm. a lot of our other movies that we really love this year were just not Marvel, just yeah. new and fresh and different things. And everything everywhere all at once was just so different from the same things we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. even though it does the multiverse it does it better than anything else you've ever seen yep it's just 
I mean, I want to talk more about it and I want to talk about the lines that like broke me and the scenes mm-hmm. that had me yeah. making my mask just wet. Oh my God. We walked into the, that theater and underneath Eddie's eyes on his like gray <laughs> mask were just puddles and oh. it was so sweet. I was in there just. And we just held each oh. other and I was like, oh dear. We're and I also do- cried, but nah. it was not visible on my mask. <laughs> We're going to do an episode on it at some point. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's going to be yeah. good. Something we will never do an episode on. <laughs> something we, that we've never seen. Yeah. But something that we should mention is Morbius. Yeah, it's Morbin time. Oh, my God. Kill me. It's Morbin time. Jared Leto we... needs to go live in his cult circle and never come out, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He yep. did make that banger song, though. Oh, yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars? Yeah. Totally fine. But... Jared Leto like, as a person, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we we did not watch Morbius, but it was definitely a meme, a moment that would not die. That no. people trolled the studio so hard, and because everyone was making fun of it so much, but then turned that into like we love this, please bring it back to theaters. That the studio brought it back to theaters, and that it did horrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's just a proof that memes can force companies to do things memes change the world yeah it was just the meme that kept on memeing and mm-hmm. man it was fun it was, it fun, was fun to just watch from the outside i'm sure the movie's not great oh Might no be fun to do just a little stupid uh you know watch along just to make fun of it but yep oh boy speaking of memes that have oh, power but this one's good this one's good though because we're talking about Sonic 2. Oh. If you're not aware, Sonic 1 was almost a near failure because the original design for Sonic was so atrocious oh, yeah. and horrifying. Mm-hmm. Fans bullied the studio into spending like what? Like I'm going to guess like 2 million extra dollars. Oh yeah, and if extra not more. Time. Yeah. Bullying on, work. <laughs> on correcting their mistake of making Sonic look like a fucking nightmare and making him look like Sonic. They fixed and it. They fixed it. The original was dope. Yeah. And Sonic 2 was everything I wanted and more. Oh, my God. I was so happy. Like, the entire film. My boy <laughs> oh, yeah. Tails was fucking rocking it. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I love Tails. I've always been a big Tails person. And he was just on full Tails mode. Mm-hmm. Knuckles was in there angel. killing it. Oh, Idris Alba, always a delight. Could possibly be Jim Carrey's last ever film, which is great. I love that. I love that for him. Honestly, what it's a high note to go out on, if oh, I'm being absolutely. honest. And for Sonic fans, especially fans of Sonic Adventure 2, mm-hmm. which I definitely am. Yes. Because we're rolling around at the speed of sound. Oh, yeah. They tease Shadow for the third, and I about nutted. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, whoop. And not only that, they said that it's going to be, you know, it's going to take story notes from sonic adventure 2 so amazing i cannot wait for the sequel it's gonna be it's gonna be so good sonic is kind of like the bookends of our pandemic experience yeah it's weird it's really interesting Mm -hmm. very fun well we got another one two punch because there was a week i believe sonic 2 was part of this week yeah we had like a week where we saw three movies yeah it was a week where it's just like we (laughs) want to see all these movies yep so we also saw the Northmen slash the unbearable weight of massive talent yep. back to back. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The Northman is just, we love Robert Eggers. We really do. He's, he's my guy. Again, I don't really do 
celebrities don't really do directors you know i'm not yeah. one of these film auteurs who like <laughs> does all this but if i had to say one robert eggers is my guy loved everything he's done the northman was definitely another hit yeah by this it was, guy it was definitely a change in formula which was to be expected yeah. because it was a totally different genre not a horror but had horror elements it did have horrific elements but it was also very um epic i would say it reminded oh, yeah. me a lot of like you know the grand tales of like gilgamesh or mm-hmm. beowulf at very high night yeah it was just kind of grand and very aesthetic and i mm-hmm. very much like his artistic eye so although i didn't it was a very hyper masculine film, which <laughs> yeah. at some points put me off, but it was still enjoyable and really uh, a beautiful thing to see, especially oh, yeah. on the big screen. You know, it's more beautiful. Friendship is the love between friends. Two grown men <laughs> learning to love each other. Exactly. As friends. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh my God. It's another one of those movies where I was sitting there like, this is insane that this got made. It's so it sounds like a joke when it's you pitch so, it. It sounds like a joke. A lot of times you tell people what the movie's about and they're like, haha, that sounds stupid. Like, what a ridiculous, you know, that's gonna be just fully a dumb movie. Yeah. But it's legitimately mm-hmm. an amazing story that's like meta. Yep. And does such a good job at just telling a solid story. Mm-hmm. that you forget <laughs> what that you're seeing Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And, and you believe it and you love it. And Pedro Pascal is just amazing. Oh. And like everything he does. Oh my God. <laughs> They're so funny together. Their chemistry and balance of humor mm-hmm. is borderline perfection. Right. And by the end, you're fully on board and you're, I feel like I also cried in this. I did. I did because I have (laughs) daddy issues. And Uh the end of that film like helps resolve some of that. Yeah. And it was just so poignant (laughs) and lovely and funny and Uh sweet. Bromance. I love love bromance. I love love bromance more than most things. Uh And it got us to watch Paddington 2. Which was another banger Uh that I was not aware of. And I agree with Pedro Pascal. It makes you want to be a better man. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, but it don't get much better. Oh, a movie. Oh, you're that, reeling. God. Oh, a it's movie that I saw and I was like, this is going to be ridiculous, right? Yeah. This was like an endeavor for us. It's a three hour film. Yeah. We had to watch it in two parts with our buds, uh, Medium Sauce and Chelsea, mm-hmm. friends of the pod. Yep. But man, RRR. Is nothing short of a masterpiece. It's the engine that never stops revving up. And oh. it's just a freaking roller coaster from start to end. It has mm-hmm. everything that I want in a movie. Yeah. Which is like fun, action, music, dancing, romance. Bromance. Uh, <laughs> romance and bromance. Romance and romance together. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, we got the unbearable talent or the unbearable weight of massive talent. And RRR doing a lot for bromances here this year. I love it. Love it. Oh, man. I mean. Also culture. Another fun thing. As we'll get to later, we watch a lot of uh, quote unquote bad movies with uh, Sauce and Chelsea. But after we watched this, it became and don't get me wrong. It's 100% ridiculous. The action in it is like that. Uh, 
you want to say Bollywood, but I was corrected on Twitter. It's not Bollywood. It's Tollywood because this mm-hmm. is in Telugu. But it is that brand of ridiculous action. Yes. That 100% looks fake. But man, the final part, the final action scene in this movie, the finale, we were fucking hooting and hollering. Mm-hmm. I was so into it. I've not seen action like that over the top since I was a kid watching, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies with my father and yeah. just being like, yes, dude. I was so excited. RRR, not only that, is a solid tale, and I think everyone should watch it. It's on Netflix. Yes. Very enjoyable. And wow. Mm-hmm. Just, yes. Also, young. <laughs> oh, man. These, these, guys these two leads are hot. Looking especially. Real nice. Especially the police officer. The mustache guy, yeah. A cab, but like, just watch the movie and you'll understand. Oh, you'll understand. Dude, yeah. Early on when he's working out and he's got a shirt off, I was like, my God, this is a beautiful man. (laughs) I know. I was like, Eddie. I know. And then I get get these pictures in my head like, God. What if if that were me? If I were in like good, good shape, I'd be looking Mm -hmm. pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look great now. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, all of us could achieve more with our physique if we if we chose. Thank you. So, of course. Mm-hmm. Something that also could have achieved more and chose to take a nosedive <laughs> was, was uh, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. AKA, what is it? Madness uh, of the Multiverse. Multiverse of Madness, yeah. There it is. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was just, you you think Sam Raimi, and he did bring some horror elements, and those elements were pretty fun. Overall, though, very lame, very forgettable. Uh, I didn't have fun Didn't have fun. They did some things that I just disagree with whenever stories do this, like making a character just too strong, too quickly. You can't beat him, so what the hell? But it's still resolved by the end of, like, the 90 minutes, and you're just like, well, why? I don't understand. It's just... Not yeah. for us, not not for me. No. Uh, Marvel, you got to do something better. Hopefully Black, Black Panther uh, is good. Yeah. Here's to hoping. Oh, 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 Another 180 we're about to flip. Yeah, we're going. We're taking y'all boom, on. Boom, boom, we are yo-yoing uh-huh. our audience right now. Oh. Oh, my God. Eddie and I had, you know, Tom Cruise is a weirdo. Fact. Fact. But it is undeniable. Mm-hmm. He is a captivating actor. And that man is a movie star. Star. He's like one of the last classic movie yeah. stars. And Top Gun Maverick showed that. Oh, my God. Listen, we have seen the original Top Gun. And yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's a little meme but it's a good time and it's a solid film. Yeah. I had heard Top Gun Maverick was like excellent. Yeah. We went in, though. Not really knowing what to expect. Expecting it to be good. Yeah, I went in with pretty low expectations. I was like, we're going to see some planes. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Tom Cruise be Tom Cruise. Some It'll good be good action. But yeah. man. Woo! <laughs> this movie, legitimately a contender for one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So it, good. There were so many parts where Kayla and I legitimately like turned to look at each other in the theaters like, this is so good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was just like, I was legitimately on the edge of my seat. I was so sweaty watching this movie. It gets I was shaking there, for like 15 stress, minutes after. Anxiety. Just, oh my, it's such a good movie. So it's good. It's just such a solid script. And it's, 
I think it's a testament also because nowadays, and I'm a harp on Marvel again. Yep. Because it's so easy to do, but it's also, it's the big thing. Yeah. And I think it needs to be critiqued and people are starting to see it. Nowadays, so many movies have like an open ending, you know, where they're Mm -hmm. like, you feel like there's something more or you feel like you have to watch other things to understand it. Like you don't get the full story in the film. Yeah. But Top Gun Maverick, truly you didn't have to see the original. And I still (laughs) feel like, I still feel like without seeing the original, you could fully feel everything Top Gun Maverick wants you to feel and more. Because it's just such a good story. And it alludes to the original, yeah. But you don't really need to know what happened in the first one. Top Gun Maverick does such a good job catching you up. You understand what this man's been through. And you understand the journey he goes on. By the end, I think any anyone watching this movie would be like, wow, that was fantastic. I really quickly have to say, like, I think this movie was the Kokomo of the year. Oh, yeah. Because like you said, because when we had talked about like the, the journey uh-huh. that the song Kokomo takes you on, mm-hmm. it's the same exact shit in Maverick. Do you see? Like, oh, my God. Tom Cruise, you brought it again. You told a story. You left us just feeling good. Mm-hmm. You done did it again, guy. Loved it. Absolutely. Another movie that had me feeling pretty good mm-hmm. and happy and kind of <laughs> with a renewed sense of like, oh, like there's there are more exciting stories to be told. <laughs> Interesting transition you're taking. I don't know how to transition. Yeah, I did. Where, yeah, where yeah. were you going for? I was trying to say that Black Phone uh-huh. took the premise of a horror story and kind mm-hmm. of made it more of just like suspense and action oh yeah with a really captivating young male protagonist oh yeah which i feel is kind of rare in horror mm-hmm. and i really liked it and i thought ethan hawk kind of knocked it out of the oh. park how could Phone was really good and eddie you got to read oh, the yeah. original text so Black- blackphone was so good it's going to turn a lot of people off because you think it's a horror movie. And obviously, yes, it has jump scares. It has horror elements. Definitely, a, uh, as more people would say, a thriller. At the end of the day, though, if you can get through those things, if those things aren't like major turnoffs for you or you yeah. can't watch, because there's some people that just can't watch horror. You know, it's not fun for them. It's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. If you can get past those things, what you get is an amazing story. I think yeah. at the end of the day, the Black Phone is just a super solid story. Yeah. It was so good. I found out it was a book. I went and listened to the audio book. They made some changes in the film. I think were completely and totally justified and did a lot of service to the story as a whole. But the original, super good as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to, go listen to it. It's in 20th Century Ghosts, which is by uh, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. And uh, it's funny, just as a little fun fact, uh, Kayla and I were at Target the other day, and I saw that after Black Phone, they sort of rebranded his book mm-hmm. as like the Black Phone Chronicles. And like, Weird. in parentheses, it was like 20th Century Ghost. So they're trying to capitalize off the success of Black Phone to be like, hey, this book is Black Phone. But if you open it, Black Phone is like, <laughs> it's like one of 13 stories. And uh-huh. it's not even like a long one. There's a lot of other stories that are much longer. It's just funny the way that Hollywood and like capitalism and, you know, companies rebrand things. Yeah. You know, putting the cover of the movie on the book 
And then everyone's like, ugh, I don't like this cover. I know. It usually ends up being uglier, but Mm -hmm. hey, it's okay. Another book. Oh, yeah, it was a book, huh? That became a movie that was pure fun was Mm -hmm. Bullet Train. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm not a big Brad Pitt person, Uh but he was was very charismatic. That's fun. It was enjoyable. And and fun. And everybody in this movie seemed to be having a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is something that always attracts me to a film is when you can tell that everybody involved is having a having a good laugh and enjoying a themselves. Laugh. Having have a, a laugh. Bit, have a bit of a laugh, Lemon. Oh, mm-hmm. tangerine. Tangerine. It was a tangerine. Ladybug. It was a yeah. spicy one, right? Yep. Mm, my God. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Jesus. There were some so attractive funny. men that were in our lives this year yeah. via film. He's a good looking guy. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I oh remember you and God. You in front of the pod, Melissa. Yeah. Definitely looking at each other like. Look, like, at, look at this man! Christ. Every time he took off a layer, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he's he's a handsome man, he and really is a good is. actor. He and really is. The accent new, too. A new Woo! fresh thing, unlike other things you've seen. Mm-hmm. A new IP. It was good. Bad Bunny did a good job, also. Mm-hmm. Sort of revitalizing things again. Love it. The movie Prey. Oh, is so good. So good. Queen. Queen. <laughs> yes, for indigenous representation. Oh, yeah. So so good. Indigenous Queen. representation. The uh, Comanche dub is not great, but I guess they did that even though there's a whole thing behind that. But we don't really need to get into that so much now. Yeah. Overall, amazing representation. Not only that, we have a woman protagonist. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have all these quote-unquote alpha males shitting on this movie and being stupid because they're insecure within themselves and don't understand mm-hmm. not only that women can be strong because they have their little oh i'm a man and uh, shut the fuck up but also mm-hmm. they also didn't understand the movie and understand what it was telling yes prey is a prequel to predator and prey is essentially all the best parts of predator and why that movie was amazing but done slightly better because mm-hmm. prey was just an amazing tale of a woman surviving, adapting, learning, and ultimately showing just how strong she is. Not not physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. An amazing oh film. You de- you de- it deserves a watch. Yeah, I mean, and it was also my... I watched Predator essentially in chronological order because I yeah. had never seen Predator. So I watched Prey first and then we, we went and watched Predator. And I was just like, Okay, this is a really good story. And oh, these, it's such a fun franchise. It's really enjoyable. And like just shouts out to everybody involved. It's really cool to see um indigenous actors in the spotlight. I'm yeah, loving as this the like lead. Yeah, I'm loving this huge wave of representation and you know, getting all of these people's voices and cultures and languages heard mm-hmm. um by everyone because they are worthy and amazing stories that need to be told whether fictional or not Mm -hmm. i think it's great and i really hope to watch this movie again in the near future because it's enjoyable makes me happy always good to see more representation yeah it makes a difference especially Mm -hmm. for the children who look up and they see people like them it it makes a difference even though people claim that it doesn't well you know, they've never been that child. Looking they've never for been the one that hasn't been represented. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't know. Switching from there. Yeah. Barbarian was a good movie. In your opinion. 
Oh, you don't think it's good? I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, the more I think about it, the less I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, hey, that's, that's perfectly fine. I can yeah. see. I can 100% see why. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think it's a good movie. I think it is a movie that deserves a rewatch. You know, you have fun with that. <laughs> wow. Another not late even, night. Not even trying, huh? No, no, I'm done. Oh, that's I'm fine. That's fine. First impressions are the only ones I need, you know? Because oh, sure. okay. I feel like every time I give a movie a second try, uh-huh. I just end up with the same opinion I went in with. Yeah, that does seem to be the case. We've done that a few times and yeah. on the rewatches, but I'll say this. Yeah. I did the thing that I dislike that people do, so that's why I feel like I need a second watch because I dislike when people put their expectations on a film and dislike it because it didn't meet the things that they wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I, I definitely will say I did with this film. Not too hard, but I've definitely, like, in my head, I was like, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. It's going to be really good horror. And it wasn't that. It wasn't scary. And I was mm-hmm. really looking for something super scary. So I think it was me... Doing that it sort of turned me off to the other more fun elements of this film. But this is a movie we shouldn't give too much away with. Just to say, I think it was well acted. It's a truly yeah. unique story. You shouldn't look anything up before watching this. No, please don't. Uh, just go watch it and then you can tell us what you thought. Yep. You or can not. at us on Twitter, <laughs> which is dying. Yeah. But, uh, or send us or send us like a really nice long email of all your opinions and how we were wrong. Uh-huh. I love reading it. Le- let's read some hate mail, huh? Showdependentpod at gmail.com. There we go. Let's end this movie section that's gone on a little long with yes. two horror movies, the last two horror movies we've seen in the cinema. Cinema. The first one was Smile. Oh my God. <laughs> now nah, that's what we're talking field. about, baby. I honestly went in to this film with extraordinarily low expectations. I was yep. like, okay, this movie is going to be stupid. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. for dumb. Yeah, I'm I was ready. Expecting. I kind of went in with it into it with the same like kind of mindset as like jackass. Mm. Like I'm here to watch people make fools of themselves and be ridiculous. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Holy shit. They, they flipped the script on me real hard. It was good. It was very compelling. It was a very emotional story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, we've talked about it endless times about how horror is typically like an allegory or a through line for grief. Of course. But yeah. I mean, you know, that's something that can't be escaped. But it did it in a kind of refreshed way. Mm-hmm. And the visuals were very enjoyable. And right. it had elements of films that I have enjoyed previously. And I mm-hmm. just thought it was really well done. And I'd be happy to watch it again at any point. Oh, yeah. Smile was definitely. It was more of what I wanted Barbarian to be. Mm-hmm. So Smile was definitely had me energized, jazzed up. I loved the uh, jump scares in it. There were some really effective ones that uh, got Kayla hey. jumping in her seat, which hey. in turn made me jump in my seat because she <laughs> is throwing kicks and punches my direction. <laughs> but I yeah. think the story overall is very solid. As you said, the the, the message it sends with grief and even just the title itself and what the demon does, I think, is a really good metaphor for what, you know, it's trying mm-hmm. to tell about grief. Another one where you could probably expect an episode on it, I think, because I definitely want to talk more about Smile. And it's one of the better horror movies that have come out in recent years. Agreed. And we'll 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 end this with 
nothing better than Halloween ends. A fitting conclusion in my mind Mm -hmm. to the new trilogy of Halloween and the overall story of Halloween. Mm -hmm. We alluded to it in our last Halloween episode with our friend Bird. Go watch that. I'm sorry. Watch it with your ears, please. Watch it with your ears. (laughs) I think Halloween ends as a fitting conclusion. It's divisive. I know that it is. I know that I'm probably in the minority for liking it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. But I just think it did something new. It did something different with Michael and did what I think it needed to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to end a franchise, it kind of needs to be an end. Yep. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't think it's giving too much away because that's the advertising for the film, but it definitely ends. Yep. I like what they did. I did too. And I liked the kind of reinvigoration of the narrative and the characters Mm -hmm. in a more, well, I should say a less predictable plot Mm -hmm. than we were expecting, which was nice. And I was very captivated Mm -hmm. for most of the film. I was enjoying it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can get behind this. This is hot. (laughs) This is hot. This is hot. Which you wouldn't expect from Halloween, but. It's hat. And there I was, slipping and sliding on my seat. And I was I like, mean, why is this happening? <laughs> I mean, the first one was pretty spicy, so I shouldn't say uh, that. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's transition from movies onto mm-hmm. another form of entertainment. But we've somehow, some way, just definitely have not seen that many TV shows this year. I mean, we just prattled on for like an hour about all the movies we saw. So right. people know we're doing stuff. It's just not TV shows. Yeah, it's just not TV. And it's honestly, it's mostly just like YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a few TV shows we watched this year that we want to give a little bit of a shine to. Mm-hmm. Not in chronological order, nothing like no. that. But Rings of Power, the uh, Lord of the Rings show on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. It's fucking good. Oh, yeah. Eddie and I are not typically huge fans of like prequels and epic series, Uh essentially. You know, the Game of Thrones effect has definitely taken a hold of our culture. And it is kind of funny that both Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones release prequel series essentially Uh simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think Rings of Power is delivering on everything people expect it to be. And I can't wait for season two. Yeah. It's a prequel, so obviously it's doing prequel things. But uh, the budget is there. The production is there. And uh, you can tell that the people enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And everybody is very attractive. Mm, Galadriel. Galadriel. Oh, she's a baddie. Also. What a queen. What's his name? Sister. Be back. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. A sealed door. Oh, Sildor's sister? His sister is, wow, yeah. Jesus Christ. Throw some glasses on her, am I right? Oh, my God. That'd be too much. <laughs> no me diga. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll, we'll take uh, that little Spanish influence and go over to uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities because yes. we've got the nice Spanish accent of Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Even though he's Mexican, but I think he's Mexican. I think I could so, be too. wrong there. Anyways. Uh, we literally just finished this last night and mm-hmm. fantastic classic horror feel to all mm-hmm. eight of these stories. There was only one that I didn't like very much, yeah. but the other ones I think were very, very good stories and high mm-hmm. quality horror. Yes. I am a fan of like anthology. Yeah. It was so cool to just 
kind of micro dose different elements of horror mm-hmm. and subgenres. Oh yeah. And get to experience them through all these different lenses of all these different directors, which mm-hmm. was really enjoyable. And it was just like candy. It was funny because we really didn't eat much candy on Halloween, but we did oh. watch a few episodes of this. I was and chewing it was on like, this. Yeah. Oh, we were chewing. Mm, mm. Nom, nom. Yeah. Very, very highly recommended. I'm not a huge Guillermo del Toro fan. However, it was so cool to see him kind of in this like narrator position. Oh, he brought so a fun. lot of mystique mm-hmm. to these stories. And yeah, it's just a good time, uh, I would say. I always love when stories have like a narrator. Mm-hmm. Someone who feels like, why do they know so much? Why are you so wise, sir? <laughs> uh-huh. Why are you standing next to this like, giant is, bureau? Is he, is he in control of everything? This is something. Is he it the god in this universe? adds an air of mystery that I love. Mm-hmm. We do. So, something else. We talked about Halloween ends being divisive. And yeah. this series that, much like Morbius, we did not watch because we're big true crime people. This is yes. a story that we know like you know we've we've heard so many tellings of this story i believe last podcast on the left did it the best because they do Mm -hmm. an amazing job definitely talk about them more in a bit but uh the series Dahmer, i don't know what the subtitle is on netflix was incredibly divisive Mm -hmm. and i think it speaks to a larger argument that we're not going to tackle here of Mm -hmm. true crime and how people cover it yeah and whether it glorifies the the criminals or whether it's just telling what happened or this or that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I obviously feel a certain way because I do enjoy true crime. Absolutely. Not, not, not just for entertainment, because part of it is entertainment, but also I just enjoy knowing what happened and sort of understanding the depravity that humanity can go to. Yes. And understanding that there's a lot of evil in this world and what can we do and how can we fix it and what makes someone like this? Because how the only way we're going to know is if we understand what happened and mm-hmm. how can we fix it and how can we help people? Yeah. And there's obviously a morbid curiosity as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like, wow, they did what? That's horrendous. So I'm obviously on one side of it, but I, I didn't see this being such a big problem (laughs) such a big conversation but apparently it was one that people wanted to have and they did i I definitely understand where some people are coming from there are things about the way uh killers are glorified that i highly disagree with that's why the Mm -hmm. people that i enjoy the most um again we'll talk about them in a little bit but last podcast on the left and uh, a few youtube channels like coffee house crime the way they cover them i think is good because they very much at the end of it say or during it say this guy was a piece of shit he was a loser yeah. he was a scumbag and uh very much make it clear that while we're talking about this guy we want you to know that this guy's a fucking loser mm-hmm. and he should not be revered in any way no but yeah true crime is just by nature very divisive and controversial Mm-hmm. Another thing that is divisive and controversial, religion. Oh, Yay! Which religion you say? Mormonism. Oh, who covered Mormonism no. this year? A lot of different networks. Yeah. But who did it the best? FX. Who is our leading man in this retelling of a very apparently boring book that Eddie attempted to? I was not really a fan of the book. Drag his way through, <laughs> but it... the titled miniseries 
Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, well, my guy, Andy G's. Andy, Andrew Garfield. The <laughs> Andy first time in my and first time in my life I have not been attracted to him. <laughs> playing, playing a Mormon cop. My Brother God. Pyrie? Turn me off harder, Trio. You weren't attracted to Brother Pyrie? No. I was only attracted to him once he kind of ended up giving up his faith and then i was like okay i'm down with this god that's like uh, a that's like a one-two punch of like unattractive things so i know mormon, mormon cop cop <laughs> oh lord I, I may as well just throw a grenade in my face at least they had billy black in there oh my god billy black doing this the best service love it oh um, in, in short if yeah. i may say Go ahead. the the book while very informative and i could see the elements it did not weave the story together so well and so beautifully as mm-hmm. the series did. Yeah. It's truly where an adaptation takes the original source material and does it better. Yeah. Because Under the Banner of Heaven, the series did such a beautiful job of weaving together those original like beginnings of Mormonism. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's parallels to this case and what was happening and how it was all about belief and religion yeah. and what people, what some people will do for their belief and how horrific that can become. Yes. And the fight against it that Andrew Garfield and I cannot remember his name, but the guy it who is plays, Billy something. Yeah. The guy who plays his partner, he's Billy Black in Twilight. But yeah, another indigenous man, another indigenous person who was uh put in the spotlight which is cool you know oh it's gil not bill <laughs> sorry oh, what's gil, gil birmingham yeah gil birmingham killed it you you definitely fall in love with that guy too and He's it's great. another and it's another kind of romance like you see them Honestly, together yeah. as people as partners and as yeah. you know they they grow an understanding of each other's mm-hmm. beliefs by the end really well done story I wasn't expecting it to be so good, but it is no. so good. Eddie, <laughs> every time we watch something, and typically, you know, the only things that get covered within... Oh, the, the sensationalized Yeah, the things, sensationalized the... and extremist versions of Mormonism and the faith and the extreme hard turns that right. and, any and... sect of Christianity or faith can take. Right, and it's, but... it's definitely something, you know, <laughs> that you do want to say. It's like... A... Because oftentimes people see these things and they equate it with the whole church, the whole religion and all the people. And it's you very much. This is not in any way. No, it is the exception to the rule. Yeah, it's exactly. But that's why you cover it because it's like, whoa, look at this. Boy, is it entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good television. Probably the best show I've watched in a decade. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Very good. Um, something else we love <laughs> that also has questionable morals. Yeah. Uh, Temptation Island was oh, back, baby. Oh, baby. We got to do an episode on this. Oh, God. Temptation I don't even know Island. how we'd cover it because there's just so much drama. Yeah. I, I've been a fan of trash know, television, trash TV. I, I grew up in the 90s. That was what MTV VH1 became, was just yeah. all reality, all trash. Hadn't felt this way about a trash TV in a while, though, because Temptation Island really got me fired up. It's just so fun. It's so fun to watch young people ruin their lives. <laughs> they seemingly go into these things, and some of them, you know, just don't want to be in a relationship. And it's fun to just watch them be ridiculous, get drunk, make mistakes, cheat, cry, all these things. 
It's compelling. What do you want from me? I like watching some trash. Compels me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Another surprising... I think we can leave that there because I do think we'll finish. We'll we'll cover Temptation Island in in more detail in the future. Another surprisingly compelling thing. Freaking Mickey Mouse. Oh, they're so good. The hell? The Mickey Mouse shorts show on Disney Plus is... I do not say this as being uh, extreme in any way. I just truly believe it, it is genius. Amazing animation. They do so many episodes based on different cultures around the world. And they do those episodes in that language. Like if they're in India, they're using one of the Indian languages. If they're in Japan, they're speaking Japanese. If they're in Mexico, they're speaking Spanish and so on and so forth. They're shorts, they're about five minutes each, but not only are they well animated, not only are they, I think, culturally respectful to the cultures they're covering, but also they're just good, clean, fun, mm-hmm. classic style of animation and humor, but just really good designs of the characters. It's fun for the whole family. Oh, yeah. If you've got any sort of children in your life, I think you should watch it with them because you'll enjoy it and they'll enjoy it and everyone will have a good time. Hooray! Another thing there is Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated is a show that I started watching um, in 2022. It's fucking fantastic. It's Scooby-Doo done right. An updated style. The characters actually have character arcs. The episodes connect into an overarching story. What? There's an actual big mystery to solve? Yeah. Two seasons, sadly, because it should be more. Truly, I think the it's the best Scooby-Doo story-wise that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for TV shows, <sighs> we, ha- we have to add, because today, woke up and saw that in the Pokemon Journeys anime, which is the continuation of the Pokemon anime that we all fell in love with, if you're a big fan of Pokemon, As you th- way back in what was it, ninety seven, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Say. Twenty-five years ago, our boy Ash finally became the very best. He won something called the Masters Tournament, so he's the champion of all the champions. Little Pikachu. Got him the fucking dub, because of course it had to be. And I was legitimately, I woke up, rolled over in bed, got on my phone, got on Twitter, saw this, watched the clip, and shed a few tears. Because not only is it nostalgic, but it's like the culmination of a 25-year journey. And for someone born in the 90s who loves Pokemon, who grew up with it, it's hard not to have it bring a tear to your eye, because you're like, he finally did it. This is Mm -hmm. insane. And the animation was great. And I mean, man, for me, I hope that this is the end. I can't think of a better way for them to cap Ash's journey and then start fresh for the new generation. Because it definitely felt like, as a lot of things are starting to be when you get older and stories maybe run their course or maybe, you know, it's time to give it to the new generation. It kind of felt like me as an old man. So I'm 31, about to be 32. It kind of felt like the, you know, it's time to hand it off to the new generation. Yeah, Obviously, it was like I still, a salute. Yeah, I still love Pokemon. I'm going to play it till the end of my days as much as I can. But it sort of felt like the, you know, <laughs> like the, 
your time with this is over. Yeah. And it's time for the new generation. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people, you know, they get mad at things for being made for kids nowadays. And it's like, well, it's being made for kids, man. You're an adult. Yeah. Get <laughs> over it. Maybe it's not for you. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm getting very deep into the weeds here. And we there's a larger conversation to be had, I'm sure, at some point. But I thought it was beautiful. Grown man crying about a cartoon show and anime, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Say what you will. I ain't got no shame. I fucking thought it was amazing. Yeah. Eddie told me, because he is very much more invested in social media and found out about this before I did. But he was just telling me like what happened until I saw the clip for myself. And I cried. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God, like this makes me so happy. And as somebody who loves Pikachu mm-hmm. and... um you know, collects a lot of Pikachu merchandise and plushes. I have Pikachu in my lap right now mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as we're recording. Yeah, it was just extremely heart melting mm-hmm. and just so sweet to know that, yeah, is this story fake and these characters are not real and, uh-huh. you know, whatever. But it moved me on a very mm-hmm. deep level and it was just like, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of the root of all nostalgia is like finding those things that you cling to Mm -hmm. and honoring them. And it was so nice to know that Ash, who is representative of our generation in so many ways, Mm -hmm. accomplished his life goal. And now now with Pikachu at his side, what is champion? Mm-hmm. and he he deserves it not as much as pikachu does but he <laughs> he does Pikachu and was I, the one fighting it was the one and i wept i wept mm. tears of joy and pride oh so and i'm so, so happy good. it's almost like we did it along with him right mm-hmm. we saw that ash can be successful now it's time for us to do it too we need to go be adults and accomplish our own goals too uh-huh. so let's talk about some video games that i played yeah. <laughs> As we're talking about being an adult, same with Pokemon, Pokemon Unite, the Pokemon MOBA, super fun. Um, nowadays, getting a little annoying, but that's competitive games in general. It's been good for me, good for the stream, and uh, I've enjoyed it overall. We played Life is Strange True Colors. That was definitely a great experience. We a loved... huge emotional ride. Yeah, the Life is Strange uh, series in general franchise is really good. Uh, me playing with my buds um, an extension of was once again COVID during that time I definitely played a lot of video games with my buds which was nice because it was like sort of returning to high school always getting on enjoying games with your friends having some laughs forgetting about the real world and an extension of that in 2022 we played Destiny 2 Far Cry 5 Dying Light and then I played Gears of War again and Paladins Another thing where this is mostly just me because I felt like, you know, what did we watch? Movies? What did we You're watch? You're a content home? fiend, oh, my man. dear. I, I consume content like no other. You're so, like a uh, fucking titan. Just <laughs> inhaling content. Yeah. What did I do instead of watching TV shows? Uh, most of the time, played video games and watch YouTube, listen to podcasts and books. So, some YouTube creators some youtube channels that i watched a lot coffee house crime defunct land kayla and i mm-hmm. watched the uh the jim henson one in particular that's beautiful very oh, very have me crying like every episode i mean defunct land is 100 percent like tv quality some of the best 
some of the best stuff you'll see. Oh, Amazing. really well researched and uh-huh. and so so heartfelt. Yeah, like almost every episode because it's about things that have gone defunct. Almost every episode at the end, he just is so good at making you feel like the love that people felt for these things. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Internet today is like I watch it. Every single time it comes out is where I get a lot of news from also. And they do amazing work. Uh, Lazy Masquerade, another horror guy. Mr. Ballin, another horror guy. I marathoned all of Nakey Jakey's stuff. Super fucking funny. Nakey Jakey! (laughs) And along those lines, Chad Chad recently, she does amazing work. Very funny coverage of, uh, you know, social media stuff. Yay for female creators! Mm -hmm. For podcasts... Again, going to go through it quick. Last podcast on the list, obviously. Go listen to it if you like true crime, horror, supernatural, that stuff. These guys are some of the best out there right now. They're a hoot and a holler, I would Mm -hmm. say. Going in raw for wrestling. Steven Larson, I think, do amazing work covering wrestling. They kept me into wrestling when my heart wasn't, wasn't really in it. And now that I'm revitalized in my wrestling love. Thank you, Triple H. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to have them to listen to and have them cover it when I, you know, when I miss out on some stuff. Obviously, I'm really just consuming media, podcasts, books. But uh, here's some songs that I just really liked this year. There's uh, Mr. Kitty, the song After Dark. Super good. It's on TikTok. It was on TikTok. But man, it makes me feel some type of way. And the song Baddest of Them All by Eliza Rose. It's going to become, it's like a 90s dance song in 2022. And I think it's going to be timeless. It's going to be one of the songs that we listen to in like 20 years. We're like, wow. It's a banger. Kayla, were there any things that you want to shout out real quick? I I went to sleep. I slept a lot. Um, Kayla slept. Yeah, I don't really, my battery is like so much smaller than Eddie's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so staying awake i got is, the big d battery yeah he's like a d and i'm like one triple a <laughs> like i can do that i can power a flashlight for a little while you know mm-hmm. but i guess a big media standout for me that really warmed my heart and just kind of you know cuddled my inner child was uh, a show that i watched as a youth and probably a lot of you as well um was bear in the big blue house yeah. came to uh disney plus and yeah i I was just reminded of the kindness that we all owe our ourselves and like the mm-hmm. gentleness that we should treat each other and ourselves with. Yeah. Um, Bear is such a big comfort to me, even today. Like when I watched that first episode again, I like I shed a tear because I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like when I watched this show, I felt extremely safe. Um, and smart and capable and mm-hmm. comforted and bear just i don't know he's just like such a nurturing presence mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was like a huge highlight yeah. um and of course tiktok is always <laughs> there for me around the clock oh yeah so so much fucking meme and content and audios are stuck in my head <laughs> yeah. for forever and always now and uh, i really hope that this platform does not go anywhere fast because not only is it a great outlet for creators, but it's a great outlet for people from every corner of life, for good or for bad, but uh-huh. hopefully more for good. 
And, um, yeah, I love TikTok, and I'm happy that I was able to overcome my addiction within a few days and just (laughs) have a healthy, healthy relationship with it instead Uh of being on it for potentially eight hours a day. So I'm good now and uh, I'm grateful for it. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time to end off with a few personal things. Some sad, mostly good things though, happened for us in 2022. We'll start off with a bit of the sad. And then mm-hmm. take you on a journey to the the good things that are happening lately. As yeah. you know, if you look at our picture for Show Dependent, we've got a cute little cat on there. And unfortunately, we had to throw a halo on top because um, <laughs> I'm going to cry. But <laughs> at, the <beginning laughs> at the beginning of the year, we unfortunately uh, lost a little baby. Mm-hmm. She was an old little baby. <laughs> but, uh, They're always babies, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's definitely something, definitely yeah. like my first experience, um, knowing the love for an animal, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, even though it wasn't my cat, it definitely, you know, gave me an understanding, yeah. and, you know, helped me, helped me understand why people get pets, and why I want a pet, and the joys and the sadness that comes with that um, yeah. coming to an end. But overall, you know, amazing yeah. memories. And uh, yeah, it was a, t- a tough start. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hard start to the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my sister. She was the closest thing I had mm-hmm. to a sister uh, for better and for worse, mostly for worst. Uh, <laughs> she was really mean. <laughs> But oh, uh, there was cute. something, there was just something very deep that we shared. And uh, especially since my brothers flew the nest earlier than myself, um, mm-hmm. she was definitely a source of comfort. And uh, I know, and I was, um, I can't recall if I shared the story, but I'll share it really briefly. The night after we um put her down and thank God Eddie was able to be there and help me through that. Um, I did a little uh, tarot reading Mm -hmm. that provided a lot of comfort to me um, in regards to her spirit um, being at peace. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just miss her a lot. And, you know, grief is odd. It comes in waves and um, it's crazy to think that things have, you know, life has moved forward so quickly. Yeah. But she'll always be a part of us, and um, oh, yeah. we we love her, and she's buried in my parents' backyard, and I still say hi to her every time I uh, go up in the backyard and, mm. and by the garden. And um, yeah, that was a really hard start to the year, and um, I was not okay for several weeks, if not months. Yeah, um, it but tough. yeah, it was really hard because it just hits you in waves. And every uh-huh. night when I'd go to bed and she wasn't there mm-hmm. to sleep next to me, it was, it was just a big aching hole in my chest, mm-hmm. but, um, to kind of pivot, <laughs> um, to something happy. Yeah. Something happy. Um, we did get two new boys, two mm-hmm. new, uh, kitty cats, um, <laughs> at my house they're brothers and they were rescued from a um, hoarding situation in a small town nearby. Yeah. God, I love them. <laughs> They're adorable. Yeah. They both remind me of my brothers in ways, um, uh-huh. which has been really nice. They're just so silly and young and, 
very much cat cats. Oh yeah, um, they're full cats. Because <laughs> the old lady was definitely, uh, in a lot of ways, not a cat. No, she was <laughs> something else entirely. She didn't do classic cat things. No, she, she didn't knock much... things off of shelves. She didn't <laughs> no. really hide in boxes. None of those like traditionally she cat hung features. Out. She, she was, was just chill. there, yeah. and we loved her. But the boys have been great, and. Mm-hmm. They've been really great for me emotionally and my family, especially my mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, out of loss can come gains. And oh, yeah. I know that even though the girl's not here, she's with us and watching and at peace. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful that we had her. And I love the boys. Little Shiloh and Dexter. They're great. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll uh, they'll go up on the picture. Yeah, we'll, we'll see probably. what we do. We'll see what uh-huh. we do. <laughs> Woo! Sorry, it's been oh, a while know. since we've cried about her. It's 2022. That's why. Yeah. It's the recap. Yeah. <laughs> Sad things happen, but good things happen. Yeah. A very good thing was we uh, started a sort of weekly thing with a couple of our buds. You've heard from them, our buds Medium Sauce and Chelsea, who were on the pod. We started. Pretty much weekly watching, quote unquote, bad movies with our good friends. Super fun. Just doing drinking games and just watching like stupid fucking movies. Some of them, (laughs) truly some of the worst movies I've seen. Some of the worst (laughs) things ever. It was just like, Uh I felt like I was being lobotomized sitting on the couch. It's fun watching it with friends and you can all make fun of it together. Uh-huh. We're bond in the fact that this is so bad it's almost unwatchable, but we're gonna finish. <laughs> God and damn it. Sometimes, we're gonna do it. And sometimes you get something really good. Mm-hmm. A few of those amazing movies were Stone Cold, Miami Connection. I mean, Point Break is a is just a legitimately good movie that we watch. Yeah. Sometimes we just watch some fun action ones, like all the rush hours. Johnny Mnemonic was really fucking bad. Oh God. I will Hell, never unsee that dolphin. Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown was really fucking bad. Yep. But it's just fun times watching bad films with good friends. And sometimes you get a surprise. I was gonna say sometimes you end up buying matching shirts off uh-huh. of this extremely niche. Uh, film and i'm wearing that shirt today so (laughs) only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace Mm -hmm. another notable thing as i said wrestling it uh, my fire inside for wrestling my love for wrestling started to die down oh yeah but wwe's back baby rest in piss vince mcmahon even though he's not dead he's not in charge and uh thank goodness because long live triple h a Amen. new era of wrestling. It felt like wrestling was back. My energy was back. It's been so much fun. Everything has improved, in my opinion. And uh, very, very excited for what's going to happen uh, for the new the new era. Yeah. Another big thing came back in my life is the library. Hooray! Got library cards. Got Libby. I think it's amazing. I don't understand why more people don't do this. And if anything, I really want... Again, to push the importance of libraries, the importance of knowledge, and the importance of just going. It's free. Anyone can get it. Anyone can go. If you need a computer, they have them there. Will you have to wait? Sure. But you just have so much access to so much knowledge and so much information. Everyone should go back to libraries in 2023. They Mm -hmm. need it. They need your support. They need the funding. And a couple books that I listened to on Libby were Coraline, The Road, Hidden Pictures, Dark Matter, and the Dash and Lily series. 
There you go. More on that in a second. <laughs> Very quick last things. Started collecting Pokemon cards again in a big way. Oh, Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. My collection it. is pretty damn fun, oh, guys. Yeah. We got some good stuff and a lot of Pikachu cards. Hell yeah. I've got a Pikachu collection, baby. It's just fun. There's so much comfort and nostalgia. And it brings you back to that time where things were more simple. And I think every now and then it's important that as adults, we still do things that made us happy as children. Yeah. Because they'll still make you happy as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, last couple big things. And then we're going to wrap yep. this up. And then we got to wrap it up, put a bow on it. It's Christmas time. Your boy Eddie got himself a bigger, better job. Woohoo! Good job, awesome. honey. It's like the culmination of. As I've said many a time to people in my personal life in conversations, does it feel like it should have happened a long time ago? Yes, but I'm a big firm believer of it happens when it's right. It happens when it's supposed to. And I think despite all the tears, despite all my lows in this journey towards um, finally like getting a degree, getting a big boy job, you know, finally doing all that. Um, I think it's been worth it. I think I've grown in many ways along this mm-hmm. journey. And I think it it happened when the time was right because yep. it happened in the perfect timing for the final thing, as we've said before, but we're going to say it again because it's a big, big thing. Kayla mm-hmm. and I, show dependent, are finally shacking up together. Woo! We're, <laughs> we Living are, in sin, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we're not married. Yeah, we're going to live together. Mm-hmm. We're going to be sinning day and night. Sheesh. <laughs> we Love are moving it. to into a new apartment together. It's going to mm-hmm. be such an amazing journey. It's going to be such a such an important next step in our relationship. Yes. And it's going to be well, it's been a long time coming, but it happened at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think for this podcast for so many things in our life, I think it's just going to make things so much better. I agree. For those of you in our personal lives or, you know, supporting us from afar, just want to say thank you. This has been a really fun experience. Obviously, this isn't goodbye. It's for entering <laughs> a new phase. Yeah. But for those of you and you know who you are, who have been supportive of us as people and as partners and supportive of the podcast in general, just thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, oh, especially yeah. to those of you who frequently, uh, you know, give us pats on the back and tell us to keep going. Yeah. Um, it's been really encouraging and we're really excited for this next phase. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it should be said. You're right. It should be said. It it truly means the world to me as a creator to hear that people enjoy this. So at the risk of crying again, I just want <laughs> I just want to say the biggest thank you for any people that support us. Even if you just download it one time, give it a listen, tell one friend, it it means the world to me because it lets me live my dream a little Mm -hmm. bit at a time. So, yeah, we're micro dosing and goals is what we're doing. (laughs) And it's great. Yep. And with that, we should say the biggest heartfelt thank you. If you've liked what you heard here, a little bit of a different feel, a different style of an episode, the year cap to 2022 <laughs> in the middle of november <laughs> well on thanksgiving is when this is going to come out but if you liked what you heard click follow put on downloads spread the word tell all those who are important to you in your life that they can find the show dependent podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we will be there 
You can follow this podcast on Instagram, on Twitter until it implodes at show dependent pod. That is S H O dependent pod. If you want to give me a follow, I'm at Victor V sweet on Twitter, on Twitch, expect more fun, good new things. Now that uh, we finally will have a space to create more consistently and be more of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Kayla, my love, yeah. where can you be found? Buy me packing some more goddamn boxes. <laughs> there's so many. Oh, there's so many boxes. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I'll be packing. But you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Now is the portion where we ask you to save the date. As I said earlier, listen to the Dash and Lily series this year. Why? Because the next episode, we will be covering the Dash and Lily TV series. It's Christmas. It's romance. What more could I want? Nothing. The answer is nothing. For a little bit of a different thing, I think I would be remiss. You know, I, I don't like to date episodes too much. But on this day, not only did we find out the happiness of the whole Ash catching situation in Pokemon, there was also sadly a, a very big loss in the world of comics, in the world of just media, you know, in, in the world in general. I would be remiss if I didn't say rest in peace to Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of Batman. He was my Batman. He's the intro to the character for me. You know, Batman, the animated series, a pivotal moment in my life. Truly the first Batman that I was ever, you know, introduced to. He's the reason why I love Batman so much. He's iconic. Every time in my adult life, when I heard, like with the Arkham series, I heard that Kevin Conroy was going to be on he he was in he was on the cast as being batman in that video game franchise i knew it was going to be something big it legitimately got me excited obviously other voice actors do a good job but as for many people kevin conroy is batman to me he's the voice that i hear when i read batman comics when i read batman anything he's the voice that's in my head because he's just synonymous with batman so you know it's just sad it's a sad time Obviously, Batman will live on, and Batman is great. He's in great hands with other voice actors and other live-action actors who are amazing. But at the end of the day, I just want to say there there won't ever be a Batman as iconic as Kevin Conroy's, and there won't ever be another Kevin Conroy. So Mm -hmm. rest in peace to him. Mm 